0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are talking about season two, episode 17, Bender Gets Made. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by my co-host Alex Koontz. Alex, how's it going?
1: Hello, I am good. Very celebrated Futurama podcast. We are really patting ourselves on the back for the last episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Really patting ourselves on the back and texting each other a lot about like, man, we're funny.
1: (laughs) We're so good. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I tweeted out the link to it and said, come listen to our new episode that was reviewed as very funny by one of the (laughs) co-hosts.
0: yeah and I think you said we're hilarious so hilarious by the yeah. other one
1: <laughs> yes but yeah that was well, that was a good one I, I got my girlfriend to listen to it wow. somewhat horrifyingly so I someone at work I think listened to it so what? I was uh, trying to think about whether I said anything you know horribly <laughs> embarrassing I don't think um, So yeah wow. I think I said I simp for doctors which I was like I think that's probably the worst fit. but that's
0: fine oh my god hilarious what did Laura think
1: <laughs> yeah she thought it was good she she laughed at my auto response of how was your week i said my week was good i was in the hospital with my girlfriend yes, yes. <laughs> she laughed that it was just yeah it was great uh we were in the emergency room
0: uh-huh. yeah you really don't uh, reflect too much on what you're about to say just like yep, yeah great except for this part yeah 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 oh man um, that's good stuff how was your week <laughs>
1: My week was, let me answer honestly, my week was fine. Uh I'm back in Denver. (laughs) Yep, back in Denver visiting family. Precious moments happening downstairs as I'm upstairs recording the podcast. (laughs) Little adorable two-year-old nephew is down there. Mother with Alzheimer's who's losing precious moments of memory just fading away downstairs. (laughs) It's all worth it for um what is this? Bender gets made.
0: oh my god and i should tell the listeners that i also just wasted 20 of those minutes on me rambling about skiing and then alex was like and no. should we spend an extra 20 minutes with a special segment at the end of this podcast oh my god i feel yeah, like no, we need I... to get you the hell out of here no
1: i i'm totally joking everyone's having a great time downstairs oh, uh, I was i was thinking i was thinking about how i had some like what? what's the word ptsd i suppose oh that's probably probably too dramatic of <laughs> sitting in this chair locking myself in this room as my family is downstairs because this is the very chair that i was sitting in during the 30 episodes of <laughs> yeah. simpsons Treehouse halloween of horror. Horror. <laughs> yeah so some sense memory of that that was a little unpleasant
0: Brutal. It's funny because I was at the cottage with Cam's family during the Treehouse of Horror time. So clearly we're both (laughs) just keen on not spending time with family when we we just avoid it by doing horrible podcasting tasks. That was like
1: deep, deep pandemic that we got enough of our family back then.
0: That was deep pandemic. And I feel like how many other people can say that they've done that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although now we're behind. I mean, they're they're starting to pile up again. And in a couple of years, we're going to have another one to do.
0: True. Maybe we can do a smaller version of that. Yeah. Let's not not even entertain this idea. This is ridiculous.
1: But yes. So the other big news that I'm sure all of our listeners have been waiting for is that Mm -hmm. so I flew to Denver on Saturday night and my girlfriend flew to Atlanta to visit her family on Friday night. And so I was home alone Friday night and I was (laughs) bored. I was thinking, What am I gonna do? And so I said, Hey, you know what? There's a great 90 minute australian romantic comedy also known as Hugh jackman's <laughs> first motion picture so i finally watched the beloved paperback hero and that took like many pages of notes and i'm gonna tell Lindsay all about it against her will oh my God. at the end of this episode
0: truly incredible you don't even have to wait for the end of the season you're just gonna get the first episode yeah. of hugh jack cast right here
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the backdoor pilot
0: Backdoor pilot, exactly. Oh my God. And yeah. if it's a sensation, it'll take off. We will save that till the end. So only the real ones will get to hear that. But stick around yeah. if you want to hear that. <laughs> Oh my God. Incredible. Um,
1: Lindsay, how's your week?
0: It's fine. Thank you. I am done my class. Oh. I have an assignment mm-hmm. due on Friday. As you know, I'm already done. So, real teacher's pattern and energy over here. Yes. <laughs> as just, usual,
1: uh... the first one to turn it in. <laughs>
0: yeah that is what my professor said to me so big teacher said <laughs> energy and I so, said, yeah so I've just been baking yeah I don't know pod So this, you're
1: and... you're totally done with the class it's it's over now
0: yeah I mean in principle as he noted in the email he sent me I can resubmit it up until the <laughs> deadline but I yeah. intend not to look at it even one more time yeah
1: well congratulations
0: thank you thank you no more classes until mid-January nice yeah a dream <laughs> <laughs> This is what my life could be like if I hadn't gone back to school.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you would need to like work twice as much, mm, or you know, true, do other things. So yeah, I would no hate way. that. I do
0: like this part-time work.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
0: good. It's good. Has
1: anyone? Has anyone from your work listened to the podcast?
0: God, I hope not. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Not even BoJack.
0: They are aware of BoJack, but I don't think anyone yeah. has listened to it. Cam's mom yeah. famously listened to the first episode of BoJack recently, and okay. boy, did that upset me. <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> There can't be anything too bad in that,
0: I mean, yeah. it's a it's a lot. Kirsten referred to it as quote, This is the place where Lindsay and I perform mental illness for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah that's, so that's that's, that's complex. Place yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a rich tapestry anyway (laughs) bender gets made it's episode 17 of season two we're really flying through these
1: we're getting there i mean we're probably approaching like a third of the entire series maybe even closer to a half because i know some of those or at least of the original run Mm -hmm. i know some of those later seasons were like you know 15 episodes or something
0: yeah i can't remember who knows i think we're getting close to the end of season two at least yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but can you explain the title of this one? Because I I totally missed. I I think I guessed like, oh, this is like Bender's origin story. He's like a robot made by Mom. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Mom yet this this season, so I thought it was time for her to show up. But no, it's just that the mob.
0: Yeah, I assumed it was some sort of mobster speak of like yeah. He he got made. Usually the yeah, movie but has I, some sort of reference to why that's also that what one
1: I too. assumed, but I had no idea what it would be.
0: Let's see. Sometimes it's like a... Are there any mob movies with names like that? <laughs> hmm. The episode title refers to the mafia system of rewarding its most valued members. Such a person is called a made man. And in the heyday of organized crime, such a person was untouchable by both the law and other gangsters.
1: Okay, sure. Can we workshop better titles for this?
0: <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> the God- okay,
1: there's The Godfather. Mm. I don't know. Is What's the Al Pacino movie? He oh, does okay. all the cocaine. Scarface metal face <laughs> mm,
0: yeah bender face <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right fine the the writers are good we're, metal we're face. <laughs> is
0: that what yeah. you said yeah <laughs> it's pretty good there's gotta be something the yeah. uh robot italian job <laughs>
1: okay yeah was that that's was that a movie that. that's fine yeah <laughs> I oh mean God. they i feel like they literally do that joke in the episode with little robot italy or whatever they call it little yeah
0: that's hilarious didn't even notice I, that i guess
1: that i get that i guess that is better than robot italy
0: yeah <laughs> but, yeah mm-hmm. little bitily. Oh, that's incredible yeah i don't know i guess we're not better at naming stuff than they are yeah yeah
1: yeah i wrote down my overall thoughts on this was We called last week's episode all bike race, but in a nice way. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I guess like towards the end, I mean, they really like land on the mob, but the first act and even kind of into the second act, I feel like it's all over the place where it's like, hey, we're Mm -hmm. at like the TV studio. Then we're at the restaurant then we're getting arrested and then we're like not not arrested and we're like working at the restaurant to pay off our debt. Like it's a little bit all over the place.
0: I agree. I was not wild about this as I was watching it. It felt like one of the weaker ones that we've watched. I have famously said that the Bender ones are not my favorite. This definitely confirmed that opinion. But also, I think some of the jokes in it are a little sloppy. (laughs) It's like there were somewhere I was like, come on, this is a bad joke. Yeah. For example, for example, it's like right in the beginning where Bender's like, he's like, I'm going to the watch the cooking show or whatever. He's like, this is the greatest nanosecond of my life. No, this one. No, this one. No, this one. Oh, this one could do better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. If like, I mean, we were so critical of the modern Simpsons episodes and the things that we just said all the time because we're jerks Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is dumb (laughs) and stupid. And Uh like, we really haven't (laughs) encountered that in Futurama yet. And I I do wonder if it's just like our perception of New Simpsons is dumb and stupid. And so we're going to roll our eyes at all the dumb, stupid jokes. But then like I, I didn't even like, I agree with you now that you say like, oh, this nanosecond is kind of a weird, lazy joke and it's not that funny, Mm -hmm. but Sitting there, I wasn't rolling my eyes. But I feel like yeah. if it was a Simpsons episode from, you know, 2009, I would be like,
0: ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I think part of it is that I am going to these Bender episodes with that same kind of modern Simpsons mentality of yeah. this has to impress me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think just coming off the last two, which were so strong, I think, or whatever, not, not so much the clone one, but <laughs> Hermes one, sure. the mermaid one. I think this one is just not nearly as funny. Those ones are just so packed with jokes. And this one I felt was a little weaker
1: yeah i uh, I guess they do a little bit of heavy lifting of like introducing the mafia and all those characters. I do love clamps mm. I love that cl- <laughs> clam a, like, like, you know, a clamp <laughs> yeah clamps is like a dumb joke that is that like takes no effort of like clamps clamping the fuel line that says do not clamp <laughs> on it yeah the battle plan includes somebody doing some clamping like you
0: mm-hmm. know
1: it's, it's all kind of the same stuff so.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's good it's good I agree. But yeah, yeah, I guess we should just get into it. We have a large segment at the end, so we'll (laughs) proceed. I got to tell you, I
1: got seven pages of uh, of notes on the back hero, which uh, really might. It's just I wrote down the entire plot. I wrote it like Uh scene for scene. I put far more effort into this than any episode of Futurama. So we can go through the whole movie if we if we want to.
0: (laughs) Incredible. All right. I can't wait. But in the meantime, I should tell you, this is going to be a very disappointing boop corn. (laughs) Boop daddies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> really mm-hmm. i was actually interested in this poop corner i guess well first of all the, the subtitle thing is simulcast on crazy people's fillings which i thought mm-hmm. was a funny joke of people receiving futurama through their fillings is that a thing have is this is this real is this i've like heard Lucille of this. Ball, right?
0: yeah i've heard of this and my grandmother used to insist she could hear the radio so right. i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I I feel like we should be all woke and say we probably shouldn't say crazy people's feelings. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's some science behind this actually yes. happening. But interesting joke. And yes. I, I do wonder the science about it.
0: Sure. Yes. I wonder if it ever did anything. Everyone was always like, oh, we don't believe you. And my grandmother would say this about the radio, but maybe there's something to it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the reason that <laughs> oh, I say grandma, this is grandma, we don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Classic grandma. The reason I say this is a disappointing boop corner is because So what did you have written down, if anything?
1: So so I wrote the moon like got punched in the head, the moon has moon has like a you know, like lump on his head. And I wrote down that this looked like a very different art style than some of the other mm. stuff that we were that we've seen. So I I'm not surprised if you're about to say that we don't have anything on it
0: we don't have anything on it it's called up to mars from 1930 and that's all i got
1: up to mars 1930 i mean it's on youtube uh (laughs) we could just watch uh, so yeah cartoon summary the whole thing (laughs) yeah bimbo is setting off fireworks a mouse gets in his way and the two of them get into a dynamite fight setting bimbo to mars on mars bimbo encounters strange behaviors such as an alien trying to put Put a gigantic letter in a small mailbox that is very strange a, a robber giving money at gunpoint to his victim that's very bizarre and other okay. craziness he he becomes a soldier in the mars military so okay it's just a, a small mouse gets, mars. yeah a small mouse gets sent to mars where everything is backwards
0: yeah all right Good, good, good uh, detective work, Alex. Honestly,
1: I'll take it. I was getting a bit tired of all of the like Looney Tunes World War Two propaganda. The the goat eating scrap. Yeah,
0: (laughs) the can. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. So this episode opens up and everyone is going to a taping of Elzar's cooking show. And Bender is jazzed about it because he really loves Elzar. He loves cooking, loves cooking shows. And that was where we got the quote about like, this is the greatest nanosecond of my life.
1: Yes, then like being too active of, of an audience member during the, mm-hmm. the taping where he's like calling out every little thing to Elzar, and Alzar is getting annoyed, which I, th- I thought that was a good joke because I could see myself being that exact person of like, <laughs> it reminded me of for Survivor, Andrea used to have like people now like live shows mm-hmm. in New York where she would like invite people to her like the studio and there would be like a little podcast afterwards. And I'm sure I was a little too enthusiastic of like, <laughs> oh, and then like, what about this? So what about that?
0: tell me everything oh man, i did find bender's little sketch that he had made of himself and elzar quite charming or it's just bender with hard eyes staring at elzar
1: (laughs) yeah it's a little doodle that looks like it's done by like a four year four year old
0: Mm -hmm. yes and so elzar is making a neptune style gumbo and he's Mm -hmm. gonna knock it up a notch and then (laughs) i feel like we'd heard that before of like use your spice weasel is that when did that happen
1: it's probably just more Elzar. There's a lot of Elzar's catchphrase, of course, being "bam," right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, oh, it's the.
0: I think it's the episode where they go, yeah, where they go to the planet with the three suns with the water people because Bender's like, "I need a fresh one," or whatever, and then he puts too much salt. Is on Elzar it.
1: related there? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. yes. So, so Bender sees Elzar doing it, then, yeah. Anyway, and then Bender yeah. tries to recreate it, does a terrible job. <laughs>
1: I, I love that Bender says, I got to get this notch up knocking on film, which is a very hard sentence to
0: say. It <laughs> <laughs> is hard to say. Notch up knocking on film. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, so I did enjoy that from the last time when he does it. He always goes, bam. Do you know anything about Emeril Gas? No, what is that? Celebrity chef Emeril. This is who else I was based off of. I don't know anything about okay. him except that I listened to Anthony Bourdain's audiobook and he talks about him a little bit and he talks about him very mm-hmm. much like everyone knows who this is. And it sounds like I should know him, but I do not. I just know that he's a celebrity yeah. chef.
1: I I was never a Bourdain head. I know everyone was like, you know, very mortified when he passed away and really loved him and was reading his books and stuff. I, I've never been into any of the, the Food Network stuff.
0: Yeah, he used to say kick it up a notch. And he also said, bam, bam hmm. Yes, exactly. So anyway, um, I just thought we should note that in case someone one of our listeners is like this is a face on a real guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Have you ever been to a live taping or would you enjoy going to like a live taping of like Survivor Finale would be fun, but I would I would really love to go to any live taping.
0: I have never been to one. I had the opportunity to go see last week tonight being filmed and i wanted to go but i did not get to go (laughs) yeah and i can't remember why i was definitely in new york and i can't remember why i didn't get to the taping for that i tried to get tickets and the friend i was there with he separately got tickets it was like sweet i've like promised these to my friends and i was like wait but i didn't get one like i didn't get chosen i think is what the problem was bang sounds right brutal.
1: i would really love to go to any of them like i would love to go yeah. to a stupid live studio audience sitcom i would love to go to some game show would be fun when i was when we were in the er which my laura was making fun of me by saying <laughs> did i say this on the podcast or was this before the podcast
0: uh, i think he said it on the podcast because you said you were going to answer honestly this time
1: yes that's right when we were sitting in the er dealer no deal was playing And the people in the background were just going nuts for Mm -hmm. expected value. They were just, they were just going crazy. (laughs)
0: Incredible. Yeah, good stuff. As you mentioned, Vendors being a jackass, and so he pressures Elzar into using the spice weasel again, and he hits Alila in the face with the spice.
1: Yes, her one eye gets damaged and uh, this is kind of what I'm talking about where it's like we're kind of all over the place in this mm-hmm. first act where we now do a scene at the hospital. I was kind of sitting there thinking like, okay, now we're going to like, oh, this is going to evolve into some sort of like hospital story or something. But nope, it's just kind of a random scene here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I do feel like it is kind of all over the place, especially because like I don't think we get to the mob stuff until at least probably 10 minutes in. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, the first commercial break ends with them getting arrested, and mm-hmm. the mob stuff doesn't happen until at least another couple beats past that.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. One of the things I've always really enjoyed about this hospital scene is when he says to Leela, what does this look like to you? And she goes, a grayish blob, and he goes, right. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one is not as right.
1: <laughs> yeah, he shows her two cards. One is a grayish blob, and the other one is like a very intricate parrot, and she doesn't get either of them, but he only realizes that she's she's blind
0: after after the parrot. Yeah. true i didn't realize what the picture actually was (laughs) yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. dr zoidberg hates this doctor (laughs) i like that
1: zoidberg is like in scrubs he has like a he has a medical mask kind of hanging around his neck yes and he's getting very jealous of the very qualified doctor
0: yes i've lost more patients than he's treated yeah (laughs) yes so then elzar feels bad and he invites the crew to dinner at his restaurant and he's just like well i got each of you your own special meal he's got a Plate of jerk stuff for Hermes and King Crab for Zoidberg, which feels sort of problematic.
1: Yeah, that seems troubling. I like the Hermes line. Is there there anything this man can't jerk?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Leela's eating the flowers, commenting on the freshness of the salad. I did think this was maybe something that we may have criticized in Modern Simpsons.
1: Uh, This being dumb that she's eating flowers. Yeah yeah I that's a good t- I mean now that you're like now that we're being so negative about this episode viewing it through <laughs> modern systems makes me be like yeah this stinks
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes um, uh, I did like
1: Fry Fry is wearing a very nice outfit like this is as nice as we've ever seen Fry look which is ironic that Leela's blind during it
0: true yes everyone's very <laughs> dressed up for this and I also did like the professor saying that steamed carrot was a bit spicy for me <laughs> yeah yeah the Osler shows up with A bunch of chocolates for them for after dinner and also presents them with a bill.
1: Another holy zombie Jesus, which I was wondering if that got bleeped out. I don't know if we have notes on this episode or not.
0: Yes. It says, A line sweet zombie Jesus was a subject of controversy in the deep south and was once again censored by Adult Swim when this episode aired. Wow. Mm-hmm. really trying to get that line in there <laughs> right so that's nice. uh it's
1: really the uh sorry for you of, uh, mm. of late Futurama <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh what a reference yes yeah, so they say we don't have this kind of money especially not Zoidberg and Zoidberg's like they took away my credit card <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Zoidberg, Zoidberg might be the loser of this episode he gets like horribly mm. drugged at the at the <laughs> hospital just to, like get him out of the way he has like a panic attack as he's coming down from the drugs and then mm-hmm. uh, they took his credit card
0: yes and yeah, so they basically they decide, yeah, they're going to get arrested by the usual robot cop and his buddy, and then they get out of it by being like, oh, well, what if Bender works for Elzar? And he says, I usually hire people who are less unbearable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was funny that Alistair's like, oh, I have a way for us to settle this. And you think that it's going to be like, oh, they're going to, like, work the kitchens or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, nope, the way is you're getting arrested.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and we eventually come around to you will work to pay off your debt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lazy joke alert maybe is, like, Fry just gets beat up because he's picking his nose. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a little dumb. Yeah, he's like, get him. He's doing something. And he's like, no, I was just picking my nose. Like, get him. I was, he's picking his nose. So, yeah, yeah, maybe a little. But... So then we cut back to Planet Express, and Leela is late for work because Nibbler's been walking her around, made her go through the zoo, ate all the animals, and mm-hmm. Leela also looks terrible because she's trying to do everything without help.
1: Yeah, Amy is a little backhanded compliment of like, oh, your makeup looks so great mm-hmm. when it's when it's all over the place.
0: Yes, a professor says, you look beautiful. Incidentally, my favorite artist is Picasso. Yeah. I don't know how they get to this line, but it did tickle me that the professor's talking about the next thing he's going to invent. And he says it's a gamma-powered mechanical monster with freeway freeway on-ramps for arms and a heart as black as coal.
1: I also laughed at that. And the thing that I laughed at was how they got there, which was him just kind of, like, walking out of the room rambling. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just, like, like no context whatsoever, and they just let Mm -hmm. him go off for a while.
0: (laughs) Hard heart as black as coal. Yeah. Yeah. So, some robots come in and they look menacing and elzar is like oh we don't want to talk we don't talk about them don't ask me any questions i'm not going to answer any questions and fender goes is that the robot mafia and elzar says yes
1: (laughs) yeah so this is our first introduction to them right have we seen them before
0: i don't think so this feels yeah i think this is the first time we see them don and his goons clamps and joey Mousepad.
1: Yeah, very similar to Fat Tony and mm-hmm. his two goons. Even I feel like Clamps even looks like the like tall, skinny <laughs> one. Do you know yeah. that guy's
0: name? Legs?
1: Yes. So there's Fat Tony, there's Legs, there's Louie, and there's Johnny Tight Lips.
0: I thought there was a Louie, but I thought that was too close to Legs. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Louie is the one that looks identical to Clamps, where <laughs> they have like the, the very pronounced cheekbones. Mm-hmm. And then Legs, let me see which one Legs is. Yeah, Legs is the... I don't even know how to describe this guy. He looks sad. He looks like the <laughs> saddest of the crew. Okay.
0: <laughs> and yeah. then Joey Tight Lips. Johnny yeah, Tight, tight lips. lips.
1: Johnny Tight Lips, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey
0: Mispatch. <laughs> Can't keep all these monsters straight. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, really, just doing the exact same thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Very similar. And Bender immediately tries to get in good with them. He, like, kicks a family out of the good table so that they can sit there. <laughs> and at one point, he tries to basically not give the full amount of money back to the don bot and he's like you trying to steal from Donbot? and he's like i am but he's not making it easy and that wins him over
1: yeah Donbot wins him over because Bender's trying to like scam him or like the end mm-hmm. of this scene don bot's like oh and i gave you 50 dollars," and vendor says no it's just 20 and he go- and like the don bot realizes that he's scamming him he's like ah you got yeah. me again
0: <laughs> he goes like oh i'm sorry i meant to give you uh. <laughs> ah yeah. i love his delivery on that of oh i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: I like this was kind of a background line of just the mobsters talking to each other. But he was saying he likes the cement shoes yeah. because they're lighter <laughs> than his lead ones.
0: Yes, that made me laugh too. <laughs> Good line. I also liked this background bit where Better decides he's going to work as a hired goon. And he else tells her that he quits and Elzar just goes gay.
1: <laughs> yeah Elzar just like immediately or like does not care that bender is quitting because he's Mm-mm. such a terrible employee and then also kind of like indicative of this entire first act being completely pointless and all over the yes. place where it's like it's just resolved by the character being like yeah i don't care about anything that happens yeah it
0: yeah, doesn't matter so what happens next they try to get bender what's he supposed to do he's like taking uh giving like a of disc It's like a a
1: floppy disk. I don't quite understand Mm -hmm. how it's related to, like, the lottery.
0: Yeah, they've rigged the lottery numbers or something, and they're delivering it somewhere. And Mm -hmm. Bender basically hands it off to Tinny Tim (laughs) because he sees the police and he's like, oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) he gives it to him. And, yeah, Tinny Tim hands off the floppy disk like it seems so bizarre to have a floppy disk but anyway it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah th- this is all happening in little Biddley, as we were saying mm-hmm. tinny tim is selling oil aid and all again i i, I was thinking of so much of the simpsons with this where just like the setting of little Biddley and just like the mm-hmm. way that they draw these like mafia episodes the italy episodes mm-hmm. it reminds me so much of I think it's a an early treehouse of horror of Homer walking through like a little Italy like acting like a mobster and Mm -hmm. there's just something about the way that they draw these scenes the way the characters act you've mentioned that scene
0: before and I remember the most recent time that I saw it I thought of that and was kind of making a note of it and I think it's the one where he's like they keep calling him Don Homer and he's like dreaming about getting donuts as payment or something (laughs)
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Don Homer. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Bender goes to see the Donbot again, and they shoot a robot who's like, "Thank you for your mercy." Essentially.
1: Yeah, they and... like horribly riddle him with bullets, yeah. and you think he's dead, and then he just stands up and is like, uh, "Let that be a it's warning." Like, Thank to you, you Donbot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to come up with a good nickname for Bender, and they're like, "Let's call him Clamps," and Clamps gets so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they call dibs. him blotto instead so he can keep his monogram yeah. slippers
1: yeah i don't quite get it is blotto a play on something
0: i think blotto usually means like drunk okay hmm. that makes sense yeah.
1: bender's often drunk
0: yeah so they are gonna go pull off a cigar heist and the don suggests that bender have a good alibi because this is super illegal and so we cut to him moaning about being sick in his room on the ship. But in fact, it's just a recording of him very like Ferris Bueller.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what I thought, too. I I love the line that's on the recorder. If I don't feel good, I'm genuinely sick.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And Fry is sad because how are they supposed to eat their blast off Sundays?
1: Yes. Did you ever play sick when you were in in middle school or elementary school?
0: So (laughs) once. (laughs) So first of all, I think we probably discussed this, but we were heavily incentivized to attend school where if you missed fewer than five days, you could exempt one of your final exams. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it couldn't be math or English, I think, but you could exempt anything else. (laughs) (laughs) There's
1: other trash subjects.
0: (laughs) Yes. So we were highly incentivized. And so whatever, so so I always strove for perfect attendance. So I think you could get an yeah. award for it in middle school if you had perfect oh attendance, and then in yeah. high school, if you had less than five days, you could get rid of an exam. Anyway, but in, during all of this, at one point, I was like, "Ugh, I really don't want to go to school." Plus, I was a super nerd, teacher's pet, so I, like I didn't even mind going to school. <laughs> but there was one day where I didn't right. want to go, and so I told my mother I didn't want to go, and because it was the first time I'd ever done this, she was like, "Whatever, stay home. So wow, she was, let she me stay let you home." Do it. And then my brother that day, it turns out was legitimately sick. Oh, and you so just after, ruined your sick day. Completely ruined my sick day. To the point where so my brother also, and apologies to our listeners, but he also tends to be very over the top when he throws up. Oh, no. So <laughs> after hearing that happen two times, I called my grandmother and asked her to drive me to school. <laughs> <laughs> like the math is better than this. Better than this. It was truly a nightmare. I was like, oh, I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna go. <laughs> just get yeah. out of here.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I feel like I would play sick quite a bit in elementary school. And I'm sure my parents knew what I was up to because like, you know, any like, you know, a small child cannot possibly ever lie to a full adult. <laughs> and at the time you and, probably thought you are
0: being so smooth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel a little bit bad about it now. But I never cared about <laughs> perfect attendance.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think you should feel bad i don't think your parents cared and it seems like they probably didn't need to because you're now a functional yeah. adult and school doesn't matter
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen to rebellious Lindsay. She, f- she finishes one class and she's like school
0: doesn't matter school doesn't even matter i've only done my assignments four days <laughs> early <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God! So continuing this theme of Leela never asking anyone for help, she is now flying the ship by feel alone, and she smashes up part of the roof. And Hermes is like, "That's coming out of your pay," to Doctor Zoidberg, who immediately just bursts into tears. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, his credit card's been denied. He has no money. Yeah, it's true. All the Leela stuff sucks. It's not very funny. It's like oh. she's blind. She's like just kind of like driving blind, saying or thinking that she's being awesome. Everyone kind of going along with it and that's just like kind of the whole joke for a while
0: yeah it seems sort of out of character where i'm not sure she would do this where she's like a good pilot knows how to fly by feel alone and it's like well you're just like damaging everything this seems bad yeah Yeah. yeah and so this manifests in it turns out that the ship that they are heisting, that the mafia is going to do this heist on, is Planet Express ship. So they start shooting at them, and Fry has to take over and fly the ship and also shoot back at them while trying to get Lilo <laughs> away. And she's like steering with Bender's or Nibbler's food bowl. And yeah, yeah.
1: And Fry is like rigged up like a pulley system to steer the ship while he's up in the gunner seat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, Leela's bragging at one point because she hears that like, a ship was destroyed or something, or the some target evaded or something, and she's like, yeah. eyesight is for chumps, like, I'm nailing this.
1: <laughs> the These spaceship battles always, I hate that they make me think of this, but it's a family guy joke that I think is very funny, and it is in, do you ever see like the... Star Wars parody mm-hmm. episode of Family Guy. I really liked um, that
0: episode.
1: <laughs> I really did too, which is, which makes it, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a good Star Wars parody can resolve itself with the sins of being associated with Family
0: Guy. Sorry to interrupt you, but I've held on yeah. to the moment where Stewie climbs inside the, what's that thing called? <laughs> sure That know. Luke climbs inside of when he's oh, freezing the Oh,
1: the Tauntaun?
0: The Tauntaun, yes. Stewie and Brian Taunces? climb inside there. I think so. And, He's just going on about how gross it is, and he's like, "Oh yeah. God, I threw up on its lung. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I kind of remember that bit where they're like, "Oh, that's not do they say like, "Oh, that's actually not that warm or something? Yeah, yeah,
0: basically they're yeah. like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea." <laughs> Yeah.
1: Anyways, it always reminds me of they do the scene where they've like escaped from the Death Star and they have to like they're in the they have to like shoot down some Tie Fighters. It's a great scene in A New Hope, and they do it in Family Guy, and Peter is singing the the score of like dun 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 mm-hmm. dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I always think like this this scene made me think of that because Fry's in his little like gunner seat, yeah. A random mafia line that I that I liked. There were two of them. I mentioned one earlier of the battle plan includes somebody does some clamping, which clamps is very excited about. And then the big guy who I don't know what his name is, but he says, uh, let's shoot bullets out of our guns.
0: Yes. <laughs> Joey Most pad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Also, yes, I appreciated that little diversion into uh, recapping a different animated all animated yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: from an episode that i watched like 10 years ago <laughs> uh-huh.
0: yeah me too at least that long ago <laughs> yeah.
1: did you ever do the robot chicken star wars stuff
0: no i didn't
1: those are real there at the time those were also very very funny okay. you should maybe go go check them out of your board
0: try, try to track them down yeah yeah yes don Bot at one point says their desire to keep living shows me no respect <laughs> I'm Just like, I'm fine <laughs> And so then Clamps, Clamps the fuel line, and mm-hmm. they manage to get on board the ship and take everyone prisoner.
1: Yeah, I like that the fuel line says, do not clamp on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I also like that their yeah, ship they- is basically like a big black fancy car.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, just an actual car driving through
0: space. Yes, yeah, so when they get on board, they say, hurry up and blindfold them before they see us some more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's funny, I missed that one. I was just focused on how the joke was going to be done because Lula's already blindfolded.
0: Yes, they did get to that. And they said, look, somebody's already done this for us. And Bender realizes that they are going to know it's him. So he turns some setting inside himself to like fancy <laughs> King's English or something. So he has yeah. an accent.
1: And he still sounds exactly like him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they say he's more classy than I realized because he's like, all right, old yeah. chaps.
1: <laughs> kind of reminded me of the good evil switch on the crusty doll in the Trio of Horror.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. He at one point refers to the Donbot as Old Spice. Like he's like, Hold on, Old Spice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Leela sort of sees Bender when they're messing with her eye patch. She just sees a grayish blob mm-hmm. again. And so Bender as Blotto goes in and beats up the Bender recordings that they think that he's horribly beaten yeah, per- or killed. Pretends
1: to destroy himself. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. like reading a magazine
0: as he's doing it yes exactly and so yeah they're reminiscing about bender i guess what <laughs> happens oh bender decides he's gonna stay on and deal with the dead bodies of fry and Leela or whatever and everyone else leaves mm-hmm. and then he ties himself up and pretends that he's been there the whole time
1: yeah and fry is very sweet in this moment where he wants to spend his last moments reminiscing about bender
0: mm-hmm. he was like a big computer that ran on magic <laughs> yes so they're all happy that he's not dead and then they go back and Leela's like, okay, I know who it is now. Like I see the silhouette that is Blotto and it <laughs> is just Professor Fartsworth.
1: Yeah. That that one was a good like bait and switch where I did not see that one coming of like mm-hmm. I thought that they were gonna do some sort of Leela figuring it out, but they just yeah. kind of drop it and then the episode ends.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Tinny Tim comes to give him his cut. And Bender's like, "Oh God, no! They're here to punish me!" And like, kiss the crotch <laughs> away from Tinny Tim. <laughs> and then he says that he's quitting organized crime, sticking to regular crime. I don't think it's this easy to get out of the mafia, but who knows?
1: Yeah, I hope to never know.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
1: <laughs> what was the What was the first Tinny tin, Tim episode we had?
0: He was definitely in the Xmas one. Um, okay,
1: that must. I think he's only been in one, so that must have been it. Yeah, that's right, right. Of course, because he's because he's Tiny Tim. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's like he's the one who he's at the robot shelter or whatever, trying to get more booze and vendors consumed yeah. it all. So. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Yeah. Yeah. There's something on here where in the lesser of two evils. So this is very niche, and Jeremy would be making fun of us for pointing this out on the Futurama wiki. But it says the deleted scene had Bender cross out his serial number three three seven zero three one eight and replace it with 14 as a means of hiding from the mob however the crossfit serial number was shown to be different and it was the serial number actually given by flexo seven episodes earlier in the lesser of two evils this was meant to imply that at some point flexo had taken over bender's life but the scene was removed after the creators decided it would irk fans and render the later flexo episode entirely incomprehensible
1: (laughs) Would, would that irk you if uh bender was just not bender for all of the series
0: I mean, I think it'd be weird. I don't know if it would yeah. hurt that much, but it's, it's a weird choice to be like he's been flexo this whole time.
1: I feel like that's uh, God. It's so many Simpsons references to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the What's the Skinner Armin Armin Tamsagreen?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> close enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely irked the Simpsons people, so I guess they're right. True.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe they learned from that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, who's the winner of this episode?
1: Winner the mob just continues to be the mob
0: <laughs> yeah they got the cigars
1: yeah they get to steal their cigars i mean there's a lot of winners in in so much that they like dealt with the mob and weren't murdered
0: Hmm. yeah bender got his cut from it and nothing bad happened to him i guess that's positive yeah and then loser yeah. i think is zoidberg
1: <laughs> zoidberg's a loser i'd also give a loser to Leela of like just uh, lost respect throughout the entire crew if they're like all just mm-hmm. humoring her very odd character you're totally right
0: i agree yes and then next week we are going to talk about the problem with poplars
1: the problem with poplars i literally have no idea <laughs> what is a poplar
0: exactly what is it's it? a, it's a
1: poplar.
0: hey you can't look it up <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a it's a pdf rendering library based on the xpdf 3.0 code base
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what this episode is about
1: so apparently there's some issue with that code base and maybe we'll do like a code review
0: Hmm. Okay, sounds good. All right, incredible. So just in terms of scheduling stuff, and don't worry, we're still going to do the follow up segment here. But just in case anyone for some reason <laughs> wants to shut it off at this point. <laughs> um, wow, I, I couldn't imagine definitely don't this will be good but just a scheduling programming note we are going to take a couple weeks off for christmas et cetera. various holidays so this will be our last regular episode until january but then we'll be back after that so don't don't be afraid
1: yeah we uh, we also got a nice email which i want to call out yes from listener out Al- from listener alex they uh no, other alex uh, other Alex, a very quick email. It was feedback based on the Deep South episode and talking about the very concerning age of Umbriel <laughs> that, that I successfully deleted from the wiki and it hasn't been reinstated yet. So I think okay. we. Given the
0: Lord's work over here.
1: Alex was saying that it was the age on the wiki was likely a reference to Ariel from the Little Mermaid's age, which makes a lot of sense, where they're obviously <laughs> making that par- parallel. I think the debutante ball thing is a a good deduction or good mm-hmm. guess assumption. as well <laughs>
0: guess.
1: assumption but yeah thanks for writing in alex alex was a listener to simpson's then now too which means he's like been listening to us for over two years which is a little bit crazy
0: yeah alex is a real fan incredible
1: yeah so thanks for thanks for writing in alex oh and then, uh, Lindsay and i were also one of alex's <laughs> quotes was thanks to the pod it's a highlight for me every monday when i get into the office a friend in of mine and I text each other quotes from the show frequently. And he is surely talking about Futurama itself. But Lindsay and I are <laughs> going to assume that he is texting quotes from this very podcast.
0: That's what I'm choosing to believe. Yeah. <laughs> we did a little bit of that this week, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. A little bit texting our own quotes at each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I like to imagine that they are both listeners of the podcast and that they just text each other highlights on Monday morning on their way into work. Yeah. Yeah. So wholesome.
1: If you would like to be like listener, Alex, you can email in at podofomorrow at gmail dot com, at pod of tomorrow on Twitter, give us ratings and reviews. That would be great. Alex, you're out there. Give us a rating and review if you haven't.
0: We know you're listening. And,
1: <laughs> and your other friends that you uh, that you text quotes of our podcast about. But yeah.
0: Incredible. Yes. Yeah. And you can I'll hear like more it. from me over on Bojack horsepad And we're also taking a break over there for a couple of weeks, but check it out. We're having a lot of fun good stuff anyway to the main point of this episode alex paperback <laughs> hero i have also watched the first eight minutes of this, this film
1: so a little reset here because uh, we talked about this what like 25 episodes ago when Lindsay mm-hmm. and i were trying to figure out what to do next my proposal which was graciously shot down but i graciously uh, I, is kind <laughs> but i but i Force Lindsay into doing it anyways without her consent of just like, hey, I want the paperback here and I'm going to talk to you about it for a while, is this all came from interviewing Rob Oliver, where it was just mm-hmm. like, we talked about The Simpsons for a while and then people thought we knew what we were talking about and then they wanted to talk to us about it or they were like listening to us talk about them. And this theory... And so my theory is that you just got to talk about stuff and then you become the expert in that category. And you could do this like with anything, no matter how big your aspirations are. So I I was thinking like, oh, you could like watch every movie from some actor's filmography, claim to be the number one authority on this actor in the world. And you're probably like pretty close. I mean, if you talk about all (laughs) these movies on a podcast, you're like probably in the top 100 and then eventually land an interview with them. And this was only further proven by your interview with the creator of BoJack Horseman.
0: Yes, definitely. And also, I think there is something to be said for that, where we looked at our Spotify wrapped on BoJack HorsePod, and it was like, you made more content than like 92% of other creators on here or something (laughs) like that. And that was just putting it like an hour a week.
1: Yeah, so all of this to be said, I was like, hey, let's watch all of Hugh Jackman's filmography. And then we'll just eventually be... The world's leading experts in Hugh Jackman for no reason, and then mm-hmm. that's the thing that you can talk about. So that is what I have set out to do. His first film, and there's like asterisks and stuff because he was on yet TV shows. I read his Wikipedia page about the uh, the origins here, and let me let me in fact bring that up.
0: Oh my um, god! <laughs> because <laughs> what was, an incredible so deep dive for a Hugh Jack cast. Yeah.
1: i I was so curious about like i watched the trailers and all the like advertisements for this movie paperback hero which again paperback hero is his first film and i was so curious because like all of them were like giving him billing as if people knew who he was but i was confused it's like hey it's his first movie ever does anyone know who hugh jackman is or like you know why does starring hugh jackman make any sense and so the best that i could understand was from his wikipedia where it says he became became known in Australia, out, outside of Australia in 1998, where he played a leading role of Curly in the Royal National Theatre's acclaimed stage production of Oklahoma in London's West End. So basically, he was like a theater guy before uh-huh. movies. And that's where people know him from, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then he made <laughs> this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I guess he made this movie. So, I wrote down everything about this movie. I was going to just talk to Lindsay about it. Lindsay, if you have any questions as we go through this or comments (laughs) I also made Lindsay watch eight minutes of this it's all on YouTube illegally uploaded uh, Mm I cut across like 10 eight minute long videos 12 I think (laughs) yeah I did not want I only found that after the fact I found it on a sketchy website where I couldn't watch it in full screen because if I watched it in full screen (laughs) pornography ads would come up
0: and I (laughs) I couldn't close them
1: (laughs) yeah no I would close them and they would come back like five seconds later
0: traveling (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I watched it. Lindsay, what was your take on the first eight minutes of Paperback Hero?
0: Yes. Okay. So I watched the first eight minutes of this film. And first of all, Hugh Jackman, young Hugh Jackman can get it. Very handsome. Very (laughs) handsome man. One of my favorite Hugh Jackman jokes I ever heard was on Will and Grace one time where (laughs) Jack was talking about how much he loves Hugh Jackman. And he was like, I'll watch anything with Hugh Jackman. And his huge Ekman. And I <laughs> laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I think of that anytime I see huge Ekman. Anyway, very handsome. The few minutes that I watched, he is basically driving in his truck with his dog, who he's talking to a lot and very much is his best friend, I guess. So that's fine. And he's like messing around with the radio and can't find Frank Sinatra and is sad about it. Mm -hmm. And then a plane comes barreling down the road and he has to slam (laughs) on the brakes because this plane is about to hit him. It's like a bush plane or something. And then he goes into a bar for some reason is upset. This is
1: the scene specifically that I told Lindsay to watch. Like, you got to see this scene.
0: (laughs) Yes. So I can't, I don't know why he was upset with this woman. It seems Mm -hmm. to be something about his truck. She has done something to his paint job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so this was the, this is the pilot of the plane, and she has flown over his truck and, like, dropped Ah. fertilizer on it, and it's, like, ruining his paint, and she was, like, doing it as a, like, joke, and a practical joke, and they have a nice relationship that is very wholesome and not charged in any way.
0: Not charged in any way except every way (laughs) because yeah we see this and he comes in there and he's like chasing her around the pool table being like oh get back here I'm gonna get you and then he manages to get her and then like pins her arms behind her and then carries her fireman style out of the bar and puts her on top of this water tank and is like you're never gonna do this again right and then pulls her (laughs) in real close and also when he picks her up he definitely touches her butt repeatedly anyway and then he like pulls her real close and then gaze into each other's eyes and she's like i'll never do it again and then he pushes her into this tank of water and he's like ah, and then walks away and then she's like anyway you're my best man at my upcoming wedding and you're like wait what yeah and then he's like <laughs> you two I don't are see not you having sex constantly because it seems like that's what's happening here <laughs>
1: It's it's like incredible, like so. My jaw literally dropped when he like walks into this. When they like start doing this like playful, like play, fight, flirting. It's like tickle like, fight
0: stuff here. <laughs> it's yeah, well, so th-
1: that that's ridiculous. But the way that he chases out after her, they're like in this like bar slash cafe, mm-hmm. and you can see why he's cast as Wolverine. He like literally like bounds over the bar, mm-hmm. like full sprint. They're running after each other. It's, it's
0: mm-hmm. wild. Yes, very wild. A lot of sexual tension clearly these two are gonna get together and that we have been referring to her fiance Hamish as the (laughs) cuck
1: yeah right so overall plot of the movie is Hugh Hugh Jackman that plays Jack somewhat mm-hmm. ironically. And he is this rough, you know, the farmer, I guess, or he's a truck driver in the Australian bush. A lot of the advertisement for this movie was like, oh, we want to show the people that, is, that are like tougher than the environment, right? It's a lot of like pride about living out in the Australian bush and mm-hmm. being, you know, tough for it, which is cool. Like it's a it's an interesting, you know, perspective and slice sure. of civilization that you don't see a ton of. Like, I I, I will also say that. Like I like the movie. Like it's better than like any rom com <laughs> that's come out in like seven years. Like I saw boys, which was fine, but it was like, uh-huh. oh man, this like is this is this is
0: great. The comments on the YouTube video were like, OMG, love this movie. Thank you for illegally uploading it.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be like selection bias of the people that are watching a uh, bootleg yes, bur- version of paperback hero on YouTube and commenting. That so- certainly doesn't happen to us with our commenters of like no bias of like definitely uh, not. <laughs> great podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely um, unbiased. So Jack is this rough truck driver. Ruby is this, the woman that he is flirting with who's engaged to Hamish. Ruby owns this bar cafe out in the Outback. Her father was a pilot, which is very important to her. And she's still a pilot, as we see in the opening scene. She's married to Hamish, which I described to Lindsay as I wanted to Photoshop him into The Simpsons. The Simpsons playing the love game Mm -hmm. on (laughs) fourth of july the dud and it looks just like millhouse i wanted a, a photoshop of hamish as the dud
0: <laughs> yeah it's very right very accurate especially given who yeah. he's up against and young hugh Jackman. yeah
1: yeah very rough and the basic plot is that hugh jackman has secretly written a romance novel but for whatever reason a paperback novel. yes a paper paperback romance novel uh-huh. and for whatever reason he has not put his own name on it he has put in he has put Ruby's name on it and the novels are wildly successful, like bestsellers. And now a publisher whose name is Ziggy has come to town and like wants to sign Ruby to more contracts, wants to like take Ruby to the big, the big city and do interviews and all that kind of stuff. And shenanigans entail. Um, okay. It's
0: a good premise. Uh,
1: it is a good premise. Surprisingly, like good cast of background characters of like there's a couple of more people who live in the in the bush who are these like you know tough people Uh, there's like a woman who is ruby's friend passes the veteran test i think there's like a lot of how she wants to like buy the bar from ruby which is great she's like a horrible husband which is like he's like a caricature which was probably the worst part of the movie but yeah lots of good background characters let's see other ruby
0: and hamish end up getting married?
1: So right. So let, let's give some highlights. So Ziggy comes and says, Hey, we want to take you to to Sydney. There's like Hugh Jackman is like, Hey, I'll like drive you to Sydney. And so there's like, you know, lots of there's like a kind of a road trip movie element of for maybe 20 minutes of the movie. They're like driving to Sydney and like talking to each other. She's reading the book that Hugh Jackman had written because she had, hadn't read it yet. And she's like, "Huh, this like character seems a lot like me and her this <laughs> love interest seems a lot like you. And he's like, Oh, yeah. no, you know, that's oh, you're sad. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Lots of like really delightful scenes of so they're driving in his like giant truck and they're like camping along the way like Hugh Jackman sleeps in his the cab of his truck. And Ruby sleeps on top of the truck in her like sleeping bag and looks up at the stars really the like, core emotional, or the the part of the movie that I liked the most was Ruby's connection to flying, where Mm -hmm. before she goes to the big city, there are these scenes of her just like in her crop duster, like doing flips and like smiling real big and there's like this really beautiful music and like she's connecting with her father who's passed away and it's like super strong connection to her and flying and that comes back later into the movie as she's like wrestling with being this like fake author and tamish is being a dick about flying and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so like really lovely scene throughout
0: is this movie secretly good <laughs> who knew it's,
1: it's great I would, <laughs> I would i would like actually recommend it i think it's better than any rom-com that i've seen in the past six years, because they don't make Incredible. those movies anymore. Incredible. Um, they get to the big city, there's, like, lots of Close calls of like there's an, a radio interview where Ruby has to like pretend that she's the author and doesn't know what's happening.
0: Mm, um, predicted that. Ziggy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ziggy confronts Hugh Jackman about like, oh, I know it's you, but we're not going to tell Ruby, kind of like setting up, you know, Ruby getting upset at Hugh as the like big secrets are revealed. Another highlight is there's a scene of karaoke, which really shows off. Hugh Jackman's singing which yes. of course if he's coming from musicals that makes sense but like total prelude to Les Mis to Greatest Showman. Showman that's the other scene that I think yeah, I wanted to send to you but I couldn't be bothered to like find the timestamp <laughs> in these in these YouTube videos but Yeah, really fun, fun scene. Ruby and Hugh Jackman kiss after this, like, romantic karaoke scene, which is, you know, getting complicated because of poor Hamish back at home.
0: Poor (laughs) Hamish.
1: Yeah. Things kind of blow up. You know, Hugh Jackman, like, reveals that the publisher knows. Ruby gets upset with him. She goes back home. Everything's kind of falling apart. What
0: did Ruby think all this time? (laughs) So Ruby knows
1: that. Ruby is, like, being convinced into going through this charade of like he was like no you you like got to do this like it would be great for you it'd be great for me whatever mm. like you can totally do it you know you can keep up the lie all that kind of stuff and right. i guess she gets upset when it's revealed that like the publishers knows about the lie and you didn't say that right. and, and that kind of stuff i see um, so she
0: knew all along what was happening kind of it's just a question yeah, of who else knew um, got it
1: Yeah, so she definitely knew the what the scenario was. She knew that she
0: She didn't think that her book had taken up. (laughs) Yes. Did I write this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I did. I guess I'm great. She goes back and Hamish is like they're like getting ready to move. Part of the reason why Hamish is a dud, by the way, is there's like a lot of reasons. So there's like a he and Hugh Jackman are like seem to be buds, which is an interesting wrinkle where they like Mm. like Hamish is not like a villain in any way. Um, he's friends with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and actually uh, their breakup scene is, like, very sweet and very touching. But Hamish is a dud for many reasons. Like, he's, like, not wanting to spend a bunch on a big wedding when that's important to Ruby. He's always like, oh, we'll, like, do something small. We'll do whatever. And that's, like, clearly not what Ruby wants. Like, part of the reason why Ruby is going through the charade of the of the book is that the publisher agrees to pay for a big wedding which seems ridiculous (laughs) yeah that's weird (laughs) but that's a thing there's like a weird conversation where hamish shares some intimate details with hugh about the bedroom which makes which makes it clear that hamish is a bit of a dud there as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) a dud (laughs) No.
1: Yeah, so you know he's just he's just not great. So Ruby gets back. He's like planning to move. He's like, oh, we're gonna move and have our small wedding. I'm gonna sell your plane that you love so much, and it's your connection to your father in order God, to like Hamish. finance this.
0: Tough <laughs> look for my yeah. guy yeah,
1: b- Very tough look for Hamish. Ruby is like like sadly going through with this. Meanwhile, Hugh Jackman is still in Sydney. He's hooking up with Ziggy at this point, which is Whoa. also
0: Hugh <laughs> Very weird. <get> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Ziggy like initiates with him, and it's very off-putting and weird i did not see it going in that direction at all but hugh has this bit hugh basically reveals the secret he does the interview says i was the author of this book you know says nice things about ruby on this interview and you know that makes ruby forgive him and feel good towards him again another so hamish decides to break up with ruby again a like very touching scene where He just like knows that the chemistry isn't there
0: and
1: is not. She's saving him for Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I think so. He does this after like seeing her reaction to Hugh Jackman, like coming clean and like seeing their relationship. He just like kind of knows, and you know, he's like not necessarily. I mean, it's a little bit of like. Come on, Hamish, like, <laughs>
0: like no, <laughs> I'm leaving push...
1: you. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like a pushover here. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a nice scene where he's just like, hey, like sometimes it's just like clear that it's not working and it's not and you know, he he leaves her and they're both, you know, she's obviously happy about it. He gets to feel a little bit good about it. It's a nice scene. And then Hugh Jackman comes back he flies back on a plane and because he's like terrified of flying and so that's like a big deal and then yeah runs to Ruby and happily ever after
0: <laughs> wow incredible recap was this thank the, you so much this is the backdoor pilot for Hugh Jackcast how do you feel
1: yeah it's good I wish there was like more to say
0: if I had also watched it we could have done more
1: <laughs> but honestly like great I'd like good movie you know if you got 90 minutes go watch this movie it's like it. It's 1999, so it's like this weird time before the internet and cell phones, and you get to feel... Like, it feels quaint and...
0: Australian accents.
1: Australian accents, like Australian Bush, like legitimate characters that have, like, motifs, like the flying thing, like legitimate scenes that of, like, Hamish and Ruby breaking up was, like, a legitimate great scene. So, yeah, overall...
0: Maybe I'll keep watching. (laughs) Very strong Jacket
1: movie. And let me see... Let me see what the next movie that I will talk about for the next year will Mm -hmm. be before I actually (laughs) watch it. (laughs) Is it (laughs) X-Men? It's close to X-Men. So this movie was 1999 and I think X-Men is like 2001. Let's see. So Paperback Hero 1999. He is still so handsome. Okay. So we got two more movies until X-Men. There's Irkskinville Kings. (laughs) Do you see that? How do you, how do you say that?
0: Okay, hold on. I was just looking at his overview, but I'll look at his IMDb now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Erskineville Kings. Erskineville. Okay. Let's oh, yes, see. So then Oklahoma, and then... the Oklahoma with a TV movie. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, so then the Oklahoma with a TV movie, which I'm very excited for. Seems like Erskineville Kings is Barky, 25 lost soul left home two years ago to escape his abusive father leaving behind everything in the world that was important to him now that his father is dead he thinks it's safe to come home so that seems a bit darker and more grim yeah. than paperback hero it's... i wonder if hugh plays the main character
0: it looks like no looks like he is not in fact barky he is someone named Wace.
1: <laughs> okay so maybe that's the other thing with hugh Jackcast cast is you got to figure out like to what extent do you watch the movie? Because like he's yes. he cameos in so many of these X Men movies mm-hmm. that I don't want to watch X Men First Class where he says like "F you" and that yes. that's like his only
0: scene. Yeah, <laughs> he's mentioned in Deadpool.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. So there
0: you go. Back hero. Cast. incredible. We're back
1: hero, a solid recommend.
0: All right, all right. I have lots of time in the next couple of weeks, so maybe I'll check it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you can come back and give us your takes.
0: Yes, okay, so for the next episode in January, I will watch you drama I will watch the trio <laughs> of horror and I will watch paperback hero
1: put paperback hero on on two x two It's on youtube it's so easy,
0: yeah, that does make it easier for sure. I probably won't yeah. bother speeding it up because you're telling me how good it is yeah. and I've already watched the first ten minutes so.
1: it's so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> incredible all right well, Alex, any final thoughts before we head off for twenty twenty two
1: Thank you so much for letting me rant about. Of
0: about you jackass. <laughs> Thank you for watching for us. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. All right. Have a good, have good holidays, everyone, and we'll see you next year.
0: Bye.